Blog Talk Radio. Again, that's bad being a Knicks fan, but hey, 
at least my home borough is happy. So, so give me your thoughts on the crazy off season that was the 2019 summer post NBA finals. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'll start. Um, yeah, it was insane. Uh, you expect the landscape of the NBA to shift or tilt just a little bit every off season, but I think this off yep. season was different in that it was just meteoric shifts. Um, you know, Brooklyn went from being a fringe playoff contender. Uh, I mean, they probably won't be there this year, but once they get Kevin Durant back in, in 2020, I mean, 2019-2020, uh, oh, yeah. they're going to be uh, – it's just going to be insane. Um, so between between that, uh, between uh, both L.A. teams going from, uh, you know, being marginal contenders at best to being two of the most talked about, if not two of the, the biggest favorites in the league. Um, like I said, you expect the NBA to change and tilt a little bit every offseason, but not right. in the way that it did this, this offseason. I mean, right now I'm watching last year's Lakers team uh, tied, with, uh, tied with the Raptors here. Uh, you know, close to close to halftime. (laughs) (laughs) It is the New Orleans Pelicans, right? (laughs) Yeah, you know that's fine. I'm watching it myself. I got it on the background on mute because I'm watching Mm -hmm. like uh, uh, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and like masquerading as New Orleans Pelicans. It's just so weird to me Mm -hmm. to see that. Um, Right. But I like I totally forgot about this. Speaking of which, another important acquisition, Anthony Davis to the Lakers. So, which brings me to this question, mm-hmm. my man. Um, now you got, I mean, the Lakers are crazy long on all five positions, if you think about it. If they put LeBron mm-hmm. at the point, you would have, what, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Anthony Davis at the three. Um, mm-hmm. oh, what's his, I'm, I'm blanking now, dude. Um, <laughs> Dwight Howard at the five. Javel McGee at the four. And I'm guessing Kyle Kuzma would be the two. So I mean, yeah. if that's not well, that, was, that could fast, Kevin, I don't know what is. Yeah, that could be your giant lineup. I think if I'm the Lakers right now, they're dealing with some injuries. Rondo's hurt, which there were some rumblings that he might start, which is just I don't understand. If LeBron's willing to play point guard, I think you need to keep Rondo on the bench. But um, yeah, I think with LeBron at least shifting to the point guard more of the time, if not for full games. Um, you're right. The, the length could be crazy. Uh, I think for me, if, if I'm a Lakers fan, the lineup that I want to see that I think is, is the best lineup they could put out there is LeBron at point, uh, put Danny Green at the at the shooting guard at two, um, let Kyle Kuzma play a small forward, um, and then as far as power forward and center, maybe AD – at power forward, and then either Dwight Howard or JaVel McGee at center. Um, and you still have a lot of length, and you get that shooting with Danny Green, and, and Kuzma can shoot a little bit himself. I know Kuz is hurt. He won't play tonight. Uh, I think I'm thinking about staying up late and trying to catch that, that uh, the Lakers game uh, at 1030. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be disappointed that Kuzma's still coming back from injury. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. The Lakers, they, they have a lot of guys that they can put out there lengthwise. And uh, I think you can't underestimate uh, a few of the shooters they got. Danny Green, the the obvious one, but uh, Troy Daniels, 
is a fantastic shooter himself. And then every Lakers fan play, favorite player, Alex Caruso, uh, he can knock him down when he's uh, when he's stand, standing out there as well. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the thing is, with that lineup, I mean, who? I mean, that would be that would be hell for um, opposing uh, uh, teams. And we got love to uh, to defend. I mean, LeBron at the point, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll, we'll we'll skip Danny Green from there. I mean, he I mean he he's a three and D guy, but right, Kuzma at the three. I mean, and 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 also Anthony Davis. I think you said at the four. So mm-hmm. that's going to be hard, hella hard to defend. If anything, oh, right? Well, I, I mean, how, I, I think you think nice. about you think about one of the teams, you know, the the Rockets one of the other premier yeah. teams in the West and the NBA, and you think about uh, Russell Westbrook and Paul George and really – or not Paul George, excuse me, James Harden, and, and what their right. their go-to move is. A lot of times if they're not shooting three, they're driving the lane. But now you think about having to drive the lane where you got, you know, 6'9", 200, and, you know, 40, 50, whatever he is now, LeBron James, he's the first guy you got to get through. Then you got a layer of Kyle Kuzma, 6'8", 6'9", you know, another guy that's, you know, 230, 220. Um, you got to get through him. Then you got AD or McGee or Howard, whoever's waiting for you down, uh, you know, at the low block. So you got to get through all those levels just just to get a layup. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of beef and uh, and size to, to boot to try to, to get through the lane. Right, right. I, I agree. So, I mean, you mentioned it earlier, like uh, Houston, Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook. James Harden. They bring the, 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 the they brought the band back in Houston, back when mm-hmm. we were teammates, the, the two good great friends. But to mm-hmm. me, it's just going to be an interesting dynamic to see this time around because when they played together in OKC, that was well before they entered their prime. Right. You know, before they realized they'd be both superstars. So now, and it was before James I Harden the, really started being like a point guard like player. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, before anyone realized that, that James Harden would become the James Harden that we know now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm curious to see how these two cats going to work. I mean, they're both point guards, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like, even though James Harden is more of a shooting guard than anything, if I'm Mike D'Antoni, Coach Mike D'Antoni, I would, like, run, I think, like, um, James Harden is best off the ball. Like have him as a shooting yeah. guard, like just just as energize the bunny, and have uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Westbrook run the point, and then you stagger the minutes, have one be out and one on the court, and vice versa. And mm-hmm. but it seems like they both want to work, like Chris Paul and Harden, right? But mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. interested to see how this will work. You even that both guys are alphas, both guys are superstars in their own right, but they're good friends off the court. So it's just going to be interesting to see how this will work, Kevin. It'll be very interesting. You know, I totally agree. I totally agree. It's going to, it's going to be interesting. Uh, when you look at the stats, I mean, these are two of the top top guys, not not just in points and in, in, in all the good categories last year, but in turnovers. These are two, two of the guys that turned the ball right. over the most last year. And you can say yeah. that makes sense because they're two of the most ball-dominant guys. So, yeah, the, if you have the ball more, you're going to turn it over more. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, they have to adjust. And I agree with you, Scott. If one of them has to play off the ball more, it's got to be Harden because uh, you're looking at a guy that is one of the best three-point shooters in the league, and I 
definitely have more confidence in his spot up ability than Westbrook, who I think consistently for his career has hovered around 29%. Um, but I think what where it could work, at least in the win column, I'm not so sure that it works when you get to playoff time and you're in the light, latter stages of the playoffs and you're going up against the likes of the Clippers or Lakers or Jazz or whoever else might be there from the West, the Nuggets maybe. Um, but I think, again, just in as far as loading up that win column, I think what will work for the Rockets is that you look at the three other pieces in the starting lineup, Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker, Clint Capella. Uh, if you wanted three guys that were – uh, you know, the anti-James Harden and the anti-Westbrook, it's it's those three guys. Um, they, you know, Gordon's a fantastic shooter, but a, a great hustle guy. He's going to, you know, he's a bulldog. He's going to work hard. And same with P.J. Tucker, perhaps the hardest working player in the league is a six foot six power forward. And, uh, and Capella, uh, just Capella knows his role to get boards, play defense, try to put up between 12 and 15 a game down low, shoot from a high percentage there. So I think that is where – it it could it could end up working if it ends up working is that you have three guys mm-hmm. that I think just know their role and that's what Harden and Westbrook are going to need in order for the two of them to succeed because if you had another player that was anything like them I think it, it gets even more uh, e- even harder. Yes, exactly, and that's that's the thing. Um, so they'll be interested to see. But you know how, how wide open the NBA is, man? We have yet to talk mm-hmm. about last season's final combatants, the Raptors and the Warriors. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and for good reason. I mean, both both guys, both teams end up losing big superstars. And mm-hmm. Raptors lose to Kawhi. And also, um, you know, the, the Warriors lose to not only Durant to free agency, but uh, Clay, Clay Thompson to injury. Right. But I and, and even, even so much more. I mean, you'll be faster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I, I think both of them would be faster than the in the in the respective conferences. I don't think they'll be there in the end. I'm not trying to get too far mm-hmm. ahead, but I still think this goes to show you how wide open this NBA season yeah, oh, is, for which sure. is totally outstanding. Oh yeah, this is this is the most parity the NBA has had in a long, long time. You know, you're coming off the heels of what was uh, was it four straight Cavs Warriors finals before it was Warriors Raptors. I know. And, you know, so we've had right. three teams playing the finals for you know over a half dozen years. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, this right. is the the most parity that there's been in this league in a long time. But you're right; those two teams that played in the finals last year, nobody's talking about them right now. And um, and you're right also in saying that there's reasons for that when the Raptors. You know, just signed Pascal Siakam to a big deal. He's their centerpiece for the future. That's all well and good, but as and as great as Pascal Siakam was in the finals last year, he's not uh, he's not going to be leading the Raptors back there in all likelihood. Now, Gasol, Lowry, and Siakam that's that's probably a good enough trio in a weak Eastern Conference to get to the playoffs, even maybe as a you know fifth, sixth seed team when all is said and done. And then uh, as far as the Warriors go, they're probably going to make the playoffs too because I. I trust Steph Curry to at least get the eighth seed. But I think when the the Warriors, it's not just Durant, and it's not just um, Thompson's injury. I think it's really magnified in the fact that you see they, they had to give up Iggy. Um, Livingston retired. And so you're looking at a Warriors team that's got 
D'Angelo Russell in the starting lineup, who everything that he does well is almost like he's a poor man, Steph Curry. How does that work well together? Um, if we look at history, Mata Ellis and Steph Curry didn't really work well together. I think D'Angelo Russell compares to Mata Ellis pretty well. And now Curry is a better player than he was when he played alongside Mata Ellis. He's more mature now. But then also you see Glenn Robinson, the third, is starting at small forward for them. I think he could surprise. He's a good spot of three-point shooter. That works in that offense. But it's a, it's definitely not uh, the Warriors teams that we've seen. You know what? This quote just ran across my phone just now on my phone alerts. LeBron mm-hmm. James was asked about Kawhi Leonard's decision to join the Clippers. He was laughing, and I said, quote, he said, quote, I don't effing know. Ask Kawhi. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? This is so yeah, I, freaking I actually, awesome. I actually Gosh. watched that right before right before I called in. I watched it on Twitter, okay. his press conference, and it, it was almost like, you know, LeBron was kind of just like, like, come on, you know, like I'm, I got to get a basketball game to play here coming up. Like, why even ask me that? Um, you know, I, I think part of it, he, he seemed pretty chafed actually at the questions. Um, and I mean, he smiled like he's always good natured. He's always good natured, but it, it seemed like you could tell there's a little bit of spite and annoyance in the fact that it was even asked. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because it was rumored that, of course, Kawhi was that Kawhi was going to join the Lakers, but ended up leaving the high and dry to join the Clippers. I just can't wait for this game tonight. I know I should be getting some rest. I know I should be going to bed. <laughs> yep. I, yep. I got to be yep. at work at 15 tomorrow. But I'm like, God, yep. screw it. I'm a, I think I'm going to take yep. a watch tonight. <laughs> 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 I worry about tomorrow. But uh, I do. Yeah, one more thing before. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kevin. I'm, about, I'm sorry. I didn't, I was, no, you're fine. I was just going to say. I was just going to say, I do wish Paul George was healthy. I wish he was healthy so uh, yeah. and Kuzma was healthy so that these teams would be at full strength. But. Right. It'll be great, though. Still going to be hella exciting, though. I mean, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I can't wait. I know you can't eat. But one, one more thing before we get into the season, brother. We're going to just talk about the one low, and I've been disappointed for him, is Zion Williamson. I mean, he's going to be out six to eight weeks with a bad knee. And this kid, oh, yeah. I feel bad for him because I still I watched him at Duke. I watched him at ACC guy and all. He's a mm-hmm. good kid on and off the court. He's a very nice kid. Mm-hmm. Works hard. He enjoyed going to college. He actually went to class from all reports as I understood. He was a good student. So he, he really wants it. He's a good kid. I just hope wish the best for him. But I think the young man needs to drop some weight because he's, yeah. like two, he's listed as 270. He's only six foot six. He's only two inches taller than me. Mm-hmm. He's at, but he's at two seventy some pounds, which means he's probably weighs more than that. As a nineteen year old kid, he needs to. I think he needs to shed some weight, a la Charles Barkley did back in the day, and Carl Malone did it. Yeah. Too. Uh, yeah. Do you remember uh, Dwayne Blair? Yes, I do. I remember him well. Yeah. Yeah, and. I, now he didn't have near Zion Williams' athleticism, so I'm not I'm not comparing the two. But I'm, I'm just body type. I think you can compare the two. Undersized, small forward, had a lot of weight on him, and that guy's knees. Uh, he he had no cartilage I think, in his knees by the time you know he, his NBA career ended. He eventually played in Europe, but uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I think he'd be someone that you could look at and say, yeah, that's a body type where it's it's hard on knees when you're that big. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're only like when you're only in the mid six foot range, like six five, six six, 
I think Juwan Blair, I think he was like right. a six five power forward, if I remember right. And uh mm-hmm. it just it just stinks. Now, did 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 they remove Zion's meniscus? Is that like I thought I saw something on Twitter because I don't know if that's for sure what it was, but I I thought I saw something on that. And I'm like, if you're doing it to somebody that young, that's that's scary for for the rest of his but, career. But, but his injury time. did take yeah. it. It just took a lot of wind out of tonight's you know premiere. I think, which is I mean I, I'm not yeah. no disrespect to the Pelicans or the Raptors, but you know this game was on the schedule because of Zion. Right, I agree. Totally agree. I mean to to kick off the NBA season as the defending world champs. You know what I mean? You know, you, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, you don't put New Orleans on the opening night against the defending right. world champs. <laughs> you just right. go sports. You know, so I totally right. agree with that. So let's just, let's just hope that the young man, he keeps his weight off the rehab because it's going to be hella hard for him to keep his weight off the rehab because he's not going to be working mm-hmm. out as much. But let's just hope that he drops some weight. He needs to drop down to to no more. He needs to be no more than 240. At six foot six inches tall, he still has his athleticism. He still has the explosion. He just needs to drop at least twenty, thirty pounds because his knee is mm-hmm. going to suffer if it, if it doesn't. He's going to have a short career. So right. I, mean, I, I agree with you. He, he needs to look at the Juan Blair, the pride of Pitt, as like a cautionary tale. I mean, that guy who played big, but his knees just betrayed him and. Yeah, gotta drop that weight if you're if you're a guy with that explosion. Because if you jump up that high and hard, you're gonna come down even hard on those knees. So mm-hmm. it's just just hope for the best life for him. So quickly, my man, I'm gonna have you. I'm I'm just gonna this time we're gonna go through the division winners. And if you okay. want to list the eight foot teams per conference, you can. And then follow okay. up by who will win it all. And I'll fall. I'll, I'll do the same. So I'll I'll give you the floor to pick your division winners and your eight playoff teams per conference, if you so choose. Okay. All right. So, let's see. Um, all right. Let's see. Uh, division winners, let's start in the East. We'll start with the Atlantic Division. Uh, I'm going to yeah. go with the Sixers. Uh, I I love the Sixers this year. Um, I like the Sixers this year more than I did last year. I feel like a lot of people were pretty hyped on the Sixers the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Um and I know they lost Jimmy Butler, and I know that's a huge loss. But if Josh Richardson is the worst player in your starting five, a guy that shot 37% from three and averaged, you know, uh, I think uh, 15, 16 a game last year, that's your worst player in your starting mm-hmm. five. That's a pretty solid starting five. So even though the Celtics and Raptors are both in that Atlantic, I'll take uh, I'll take the Sixers uh, to win that division. Uh, the Central, um, I'm going to take the Bucks to win the division. Um, yeah. I don't like – I'm not as high on the Bucks as everyone else is this year. I think Malcolm Brogdon um, leaving is going to hurt them more than a lot of people – more than a lot of other agree. people uh, have kind of estimated. I think a lot of people are still saying Milwaukee's, you know, the second-best team in the NBA. I, well, I think Antetokounmpo, hands down, top, top top five, top three player in this league. Um, I, You know, the hype on him is, is legitimate despite – uh, you know how how they fell apart against against the Raptors last year. Um, uh-huh. I just think that Brogdon injury, or excuse me, Brogdon leaving is going to hurt. Brogdon averaged 15 a game. He shot 43 percent from three. You replace him with Wesley Matthews, who is you know a decent player, but he's long in the tooth. He's not. I I just feel like Brogdon 
takes pressure both off of Antetokounmpo and off of Eric Bledsoe because of his skill set in a way that Wesley Matthews is just not going to be able to match. I will take the Bucks to win the division. Um, I actually uh, like the Pacers to finish in second. I mean, it's a relatively weak division. Uh, Southeast division. Um, Southeast division. Uh, worst division in basketball, right? Um, I, Justice Winslow. <laughs> Uh, Justice oh. Winslow starting at point guard for the Heat scares me. Uh, so I'm mm. I'm actually going to go with an outside the box here. I'm going to say the Hawks uh, win that wow. division. Um, yeah, wow. I know. I, I know. Uh, and I might, I might, I might end up eating crow on this one, but I just like what they did. They're bringing Evan Turner, who I think is a really solid piece to, um, to go there and, and, and back up uh, young at the point guard spot. Um, I like the way they drafted. I think DeAndre Hunter is just a very mature player, even though he's only 19 years old. Um, uh, I think uh, Alex Lynn isn't terrible. He comes over um, and fills into the center spot um, and gives um, who's their young power forward there out of Georgia Tech. Um, um, yeah, I know you're talking what's about. What's his name? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, um, I, I think he, yeah. he just frees up the middle for him. Um, to 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 work, you know. So I I just I look at the roster and I just like what they did this off season. And you know, I, the Wizards. I think you got Wall. He's injured again to start the year. The Magic Heat and yeah. Hornets. I'm not in love with. So I just think I think the Hawks are going to surprise. Uh, move on. I'll be a little quicker with my my Western Conference predictions. Sure, go ahead. Uh, the Northwest, even though I'm a huge Utah Jazz fan and I love, love, love what the Jazz did, and I think they can make a run, I'm going to stick with the Nuggets to win the division. Um, yeah. I think, I think Jokic yeah. is um, just, I think he's a, a phenomenal talent. Talent. I remember a few years ago on mine and Jared's show, I said that the Nuggets were the next Warriors with how they had built their team, and and then thankfully they came mm-hmm. through for me and actually, <laughs> and actually became a good, good team. Uh, last year, I think yeah. Michael Porter Jr. comes back healthy off his injury. Um, they can just be a team that's lights out. Uh, the Pacific, um, I want to pick the Lakers so bad, just being a LeBron fanboy. It's hard um, because I yeah. Kawhi is so talented. Uh, I think I'm right. going to go – oh, man, I think I'm going to go with the Lakers. Just out of my heart, Just I just feel like AD and LeBron is just, it's just such a good duo. We talked about their length earlier. Uh, the Clippers have some right. really talented pieces around Kawhi, like Landry Shamit, who I think shot 43% from three last year, and um, Patrick Beverly is a tough point guard. But I just I can't go against LeBron and AD. Uh, and then finally in the Southwest, um, <clears throat> I, the Rockets. Yeah, I, I, that division's not that great, uh, and I think it loses some of its luster with Zion's injury. Uh, so I, I go right. with the Rockets there. Um, as far as yeah. you, did you say you want me to do conference finals predictions or did you want to step in? Sorry, I don't want to. I don't want to monopolize uh, you. That's okay. I, I'll step in my quick. You know what? Go ahead. Uh, I, I'll let you give me give me my your, your finals participants and uh, I, I I just roll with you from there. I'll call you from there. Okay, so like like uh, each conference finals. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then the and the NBA. Okay, so who uh, in the Eastern <clears throat> Conference? Um, I definitely am putting the the Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, And the other team, 
I'm going to go with, I mean, I want to, like, I want to, like, you know, do something crazy. And so, like, I, I think I'm going to, I want to, I want right. to do, I want to put, put the Pacers in there as a surprise team to make the Eastern Conference Finals against the Sixers. I just mm-hmm. like Oladipo. Mm-hmm. I like Brogdon. Um, I think Turner's, Turner's uh, can take it, if he can take another step at the center position, um, he's a great piece. I don't know why. That I, there's rumors that they're shopping to bonus. I don't get that. Um, but then Ty Warren is just an underrated bull. Okay, did they? Okay. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Okay, yeah, because I'd seen something yesterday where they were shopping him. But, okay, right. good. So they got him locked right. up. And then uh, Warren, I just think he's an underrated volume scorer. He played in Phoenix, and not a lot of people know about him or care about him. But he can really stuff the stat sheet. So I'll go Sixers. Pacers in the Eastern Conference Finals. Wow. Wow. <laughs> nice. I like the Indiana pick. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. I, I think it got something even crazier, but I like that. That's, that, that's, that's been thinking dangerously. I like that. So what do you have in the West? Uh, in the West, uh, Western Conference Finals, I, I'm going to go Lakers. Um, and then uh, just because I, I just feel like you give LeBron an 87 games, with the the shooters around them that the Lakers have acquired, uh, that I just feel like mm-hmm. I feel like they I feel like they make it. Um, and then the other team, I'm gonna go. Oh man, uh, I'm gonna go Clippers. I think we see a rematch of tonight's game. Uh, oh, so I know for them to even, um, I know for them to get there, you know, they're gonna have to be for them to both get there. Uh, Either they're going to be one, two, or somebody's going to going to get an upset along the way. Um, I don't think the Lakers will finish with one of the top two, two or three records in the in the West. I think they probably finish fourth. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, so I, I'll go with I'll go with Clippers, Lakers, uh, Western Western Conference Finals. I just think Kawhi and Paul George are going to be too much come playoff time as well. And uh, right. so yeah, those are my my final four. Mm. Uh, did you want me to say who I think is going to the finals, or you want to uh, jump in? Oh, Sorry. Please do. Yeah, you're on the road, brother. You're on the road, brother. Just, okay, yeah. Give me a final. All right, so my finals matchup, I'm going to go Sixers-Lakers in the finals, and uh, I'm going to go mm-hmm. – uh, I'll go Lakers in six. Nice, nice. Well, here's my pick. I, I think – you may have almost upstaged me for craziness in the East, but I'm just going to go through it right, right, right quick. And the Atlantic, I, I'm, we're sharing a brain in the Atlantic division. I got the, the Sixers winning the division with Boston coming mm-hmm. in second. Uh, in the Central, I have the Milwaukee Bucks, even though I really, really, really like Indiana. I really like Indiana. I, you mentioned earlier, Malcolm Brogdon acquisition from the mm-hmm. Bucks to go with, get to Oladipo when he's back healthy. The bonus, mm-hmm. and they're very well coached too. Like mm-hmm. Nate McMillan did a hell of a job the last couple of seasons with the squad, and he's really I, he, he 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 doesn't get us just due, if I, in my humble opinion. Um, and in the Southeast Division, I mean, talk about a god awful division. I mean, you might as well just throw, throw all five teams and throw <laughs> them out of the hat because they're all going to be horrible at the end. I mean, well, Charlotte's Charlotte's going to be the worst team. Here. Team in the NBA. That's that's. I don't think they're they're, they're, they're going to win twenty games in my opinion. But since we have to pick a winner of this atrocious division, 
I went back. I, I like I like the magic. You know, I, I really like what uh, Aaron Gordon did last season. I think that he's going to grow even okay. more. They're pretty well as well. Yeah, I, I think so. I like. I mean, they came out of nowhere the second half of the season. You know, when they passed Miami, they they passed. Well, they did laps around Charlotte and uh, Washington. Um, but I, I like this team. I like DJ Augustin. I mean, I mean, these, these are vets. They're not superstars. But the 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 season battle tested vets. Evan Fournier, I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know Aaron Gordon, he's 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 supposed he's, he's the guy. So he took took a first step last season getting getting to his playoffs. So it's it's going to be interesting to see if he take, to see if he takes another step further. But I like it no matter what. It's a terrible division. Um, yeah, it is terrible. I, but hey, it's it's it's, it's, it's gross. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look out for Dwayne Bacon, though, yeah. from the Hornets. I think he's going to be a breakout player. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I love him in college at Florida State. He had a decent year last year, but uh, it got caught in the numbers game. But I do love mm-hmm. his potential. I love his energy. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely agree with you there. In the, uh, in, in, the, in the West, in the Southwest Division, I got Houston moonwalking his way to a division title. Um, <laughs> I, I, I for as far as like the rest of the division, like again, it sucks that Zion will be out for two months. Okay, mm-hmm. but I still like the Hornets squad as it's constructed. I like. I think Lonzo Ball is going to have some proof this season to go with Drew Holiday, and of course, uh, uh, um, um, they're the guy for life in the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, Brandon Ingram. I, I like him in his role. I think Lonzo is going to play much freer. Noise. It's going to be mm-hmm. under, out of the thumb of that loudmouth dad of his, LaVar Ball. He's <laughs> going to be away from, uh, you know, the, 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 the Lakerland drama. And I think he's going to thrive. This is going to be good for him because I think he's a good young man. He works hard, and I think he really wants it. But keep your eye on the Dallas Mavericks because Luka Doncic and Chris mm-hmm. S. Porzingis, my former favorite whipper boy with the Knicks before he came into his own, I like that combination a lot, and I love any team that's coached by Rick Carlisle. I think he's mm-hmm. one of the best coaches in the NBA. He has a championship to prove it. And just keep your eye, just keep, you keep, you keep your eye on the map. Keep your eye, eye on it this season. Um, the Northwest Division, I like the Nuggets, man. Actually, I love the Nuggets. <laughs> they, to me, have probably the deepest team in the NBA. You know, he, they, they have mm-hmm. – Djokovic in the middle, surrounded by Jamal Anderson and a bunch of snipers. I mean, they they are, to your point, they're constructed like Golden State was. And, you know, I think this team is going to be a force. And, you know, what is going to be out of what's going to be a deep or very deep Western Conference. But, but yeah, I really love the Nuggets this season, in, in, like in the West. And I love the Jazz, too. And, you mm-hmm. know, because Michael Collins Jr. and the backcourt with, um, with, uh, with, uh, I can't think of his name. Donovan, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles on the wing. What? I mean, and Rudy Gobert in the middle. Man, I love and, that. And uh, Bogdanovich now. Yes, yes, from, from Indiana. That's going to be huge. He's going to be the shooter. So that's I really like the Jazz. I mean, hell, I mean, it went for the for Denver being so deep. I'd be tempted to pick the, the Jazz in this division. 
I really would. And yeah, of me course, too. Portland, 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 too. That's going to show how strong they are at the top. But then the Pacific. I flip flop between the between Blackport between the Clippers and the Lakers. To be honest with you, um, I, I picked the Lakers to finish a game above the Clippers in the Pacific. And you know, then there's the long forgotten Golden State Warriors. But uh, <laughs> this, this is this, yeah, this so showing how deep the West is, right? I mean, you got the Golden State like mm-hmm. an also ran. That's just crazy to me. Um, and I think still think they're going to be fine. I mean. I mean, they they won't be winning anything anytime soon, but I think they won't be as bad as we think with Steph Curry and uh, Draymond Green leading the charge. And of course, you know, Steve Kerr hasn't forgotten the coach, so he, there's mm-hmm. so there's that too. But as far as my uh, Eastern Conference, uh, uh, well, like my, my conference finals, so in the East, I got Philly, of course, and this is gonna shock you. Are you sitting down? I'm sitting down. Okay, good. I got Philly and Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. Here's why. All right, is Boston. it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I, I'm, I was just gonna say, is it? Is it just think like Timber Walker's is more of a Brad Stevens like player than maybe Kyrie Irving yes. was? Yes, 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 and yes. I, I think that. I think that three. I mean, I, I think that. Uh, Kimba will fit the locker room better. I think he's a better locker room guy. I think that he's more coachable than Kyrie. I think he's a better leader than Kyrie. I think that Kimba brings a huge sigh of relief over not carrying the load like he did in Charlotte for the, all those years. And I think he's going to thrive in Boston. And plus, you got to remember, they, they, they still got a lot of those young guys. Now, what's going to hurt them is they won't have Al Horford. In the middle, he was—he's mm-hmm. he, a great mm-hmm. blue guy for him, and he was a great leader. And he's a Philly. He's a Philly now of all places. But the thing is, I really, really like the squad under under mm-hmm. Brad Stevens. I think Brad Stevens is one of the better coaches in, in the NBA. And this is the type of team Brad Stevens thrives with—a team full of stars, but not a superstar. If that makes any sense, mm-hmm. because they're all the coaches. So I really like them a lot. And so, but again, I. On I I don't I think Milwaukee will be good, but I think that's a step up. But keep keeping on Indiana because I think they have a potential to really follow things up if Victor Oladipo comes back very healthy. Um, and like in the West, as much as I love Denver, I really mm-hmm. love the Nuggets, but not enough to put them over the both LA teams. I got the Clippers and the Lakers fighting forward out west in the in the Western Conference Finals, um, and so. This is my final. This is my finalist. The Lakers and the Celtics. I, I, oh wow! I'm, I'm, I'm being dangerous tonight. I'm being dangerous tonight. And you know what? I rock about my picks. I'm a Knicks fan, which is my birthright <laughs> to hate both squads. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I got mm. them. I got the Lakers and the Celtics down out for the uh, for the for the NBA Finals, for the 2020 NBA Finals. I got LA winning in six. So hey, classic NBA fans are gonna love that. Yeah, yeah. This is a, this is a throwback. So think back to the to to the previous decade when Kobe led the Lakers to the finals twice against uh, uh, Kevin Garnett's Paul Pierce mm-hmm. and Ray Allen's squad. 
in the like like uh, like uh, twice in the finals with each team winning one, and of course who can forget the '80s when the Celtics and Lakers faced off three times. So this mm-hmm. is, this is, this is going back to that, and both of us weren't born in the '60s, so we don't remember all those matchups, so we won't count that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think yeah, I'm thinking Lakers and Celtics in the finals, my man. I'm probably going to be wrong on the Celtics, but again, I'm thinking dangerously. And, you know, but hey, nothing wrong with that. To me, you got to keep an eye on Denver. Keep an eye on Denver, Indiana, and Utah. Because they have a potential to really foul things up. So, do you have any sleepers, like, to go along with, 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 uh, with, uh, with your picks and teams that we should keep an eye on? Um, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I already said my sleeper in the East is Atlanta as far as potentially being a playoff team. Um, I think Brooklyn just doesn't have enough this year without KD being healthy to make a ton of noise. Um, and as far as the Western Conference goes, I think the the conference is just so strong from top to bottom when you're when you when you're trying to find eight playoff teams that it, it's hard to mm-hmm. to find a sleeper. Like you know, you might be able to find teams that might do better than you would expect. Like maybe maybe right. the Sacramento Kings, you know push for that eighth spot or something. But when you really look at it from top to bottom, like there's just so many good teams. Uh, it, it's, it's just hard to find to find a sleeper there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, again, it's, it's, it's so deep. Any team can win it mm-hmm. this year. That's just so – I'm excited. I, I'm so freaking excited. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm going to stay up and, and catch the red eye from hard work. I'm just going to be show up <laughs> bloodshot eyes and – Kathleen mm-hmm. deprived, and you know, it's, uh, I, I, I'm just so excited about them. In this season, I really am. But let's just, let's just, let's just, let's just uh, let you go with this. Let's just, let's uh, get you out here with, mm-hmm. with, with the, with, with, with your MVP picks. Who do you have as your MVP pick this this season? There's so many to go around, but let, I'm gonna just gonna just pick your brain on this. So, who do you think's your MVP this year? Oh man, that's that's tough. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I, you know, I. It's hard. Um, and I'll be honest, like I haven't thought about it a lot. But just looking sure. back and forth, like I think I think Jokic probably should have got more in the discussion last year. I think if the Nuggets take another step, I think maybe he's in the discussion. Uh, I honestly, mm-hmm. I think it comes down to who who wins LA. Like who wins LA? Is it right. is it Kawhi or is it LeBron? Who who you know? In in a few years, yeah, it's going to be is it AD or is it Kawhi? But right now, I think it's still is it Kawhi or is it LeBron? And I think whoever wins the battle of LA uh, throughout the season, mm-hmm. um, I think that's that's ultimately who will end up being the MVP, whether that's LeBron or, or whether that's Kawhi. Yeah, I I tend to agree. As much as I like um, the degree freak. Giannis, um, mm-hmm. he needs to develop a jump shot. I mean, because people saw what he did last year and he wanted the MVP, which deservedly so. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I vacillate back and forth between the L.A. boys, as I call them, um, and Joel Embiid, too. I think about okay. him as the yes, MVP yep. candidate. Uh, he just has to stay healthy. That, that, that's the only thing. He has to right. stay healthy. I know it would be some load management this season, but it's funny that that's actually a term, load management. But at any rate, I think that he will be in the running. I think that 
I mean, the thing is that you so many you got any superstar, so many superstar pairings, right? You know, with with LeBron mm-hmm. and AD in, in LA, like right. You got Kawhi with Paul George in the other LA team, the Clippers, and you got, of course, Westbrook and Harden. Um, mm-hmm. I think Kyrie's not going to be able to do enough because I don't think Brooklyn was serious in the top six. Uh, right. They struggled to finish the top seven, to be honest with you. Um, and, you know, Boston is just so selfless. The system is so selfless. So right. here's, here's what I think. LeBron said himself, he wants the offense to go through Anthony Davis, so I give Anthony Davis the MVP. I think Anthony Davis wins that because LeBron is going to work through him. I think he's going to be working mm-hmm. off the ball with, with, with AD. So that's why I think it's going to be the MVP. And, uh, yeah, this 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 is going. This is great, man. This is great. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see to see it tonight after this game with like be, like between the Pelicans and, and the Raptors. So I know you're excited too. So I'll let you get back to watching the game. So uh, we'll we'll be we'll be uh, we'll be in touch this season though. You and Jared. So stay tuned. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on as always, Scott. All right, thanks. You got it, man. Take hey, take care. All right, that's, that's my guy, Kevin McCune, from WH to MOH's 1450 AM Weekend Adjustment Saturday afternoon show, Saturday morning afternoon show, along with his partner, Jared Singleton. Thank y'all for tuning in to the podcast. This is Scott Burke signing off on this NBA tip-off Tuesday night. Oh, six. Peace.